What's up, beautiful people, to another episode of Reading with Ricky. It's me, Ricky Jones Jr., specifically, back with you all, which I'm excited to get into Luke chapter 1, um, verse 18, as we started yesterday on Reading Luke, right? We're going to continue with that. And like I said, I'm going to go for for seven minutes, and then we will pray, and then that'll seal the deal until the next one. And so, with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into Luke chapter one, verse 18. And so now we're jumping into, for those that don't know, jumping into the account of the birth of John. And so here we are, verse 18, it says, Zechariah said to the angel, how can I be sure this will happen? Come on now. Zechariah just received a word that his prayers will be answered by an angel that was sent by the Lord. And not only was it said that you're going to have a son, call him John. But there were like five or six prophetic words about this birth of John and the person that John would be. And yet Zechariah was like, wait a minute, how, how, how can I know that this was going to happen? Because I'm an old man now and my wife is also well among, along in years. Like, come on, John, you, you, there's an angel that scared you that told you don't be afraid right? Because of his presence. And not only is this angel here sent by God, but then there's a prophetic word that is given to you about John, which is the son that's going to be born to you by your wife, Elizabeth. And oftentimes that can be us, right? We can be praying about a thing. We can be asking God about what's next, asking God about our purpose, asking God about our destiny. And we've received the answer. We're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How could this be? How could I do X, Y, Z? How could I be in this place? How did I specifically find myself in Johannesburg, South Africa? And you could look at yourself as the one that equips or establishes or is the reason why you're in a space in which God will call you to. And no, 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 no. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than me. It's bigger than we, right? It's God living through us. It's God preordaining our steps. And so, you know, Zachariah had to be put in his place. And so it goes on to say in verse 19, then the angel said, I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. It was he who sent me to bring you this good news. And so Gabriel had to like, you know what I'm saying? Had to drop a title because not only am I an angel, but I am the messenger angel, Gabriel, right? In the Bible, we read and come across various angels. And so when Gabriel was sent by God, he was sent to deliver a message specifically to the people of God, right? And then you have the archangel. Um, but no, we're going we're gonna to stay, stay to the script because then I can, I can go off, right? Because the Bible is so beautiful and how it's orchestrated and put together. Verse 20, it says, But now, since you didn't believe what I said, you will be silent and unable to speak until the child is born. For my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. Come on now. Oh, to be kept. That's the first thing that comes to mind. Why, Ricky? Why are you saying that? Because Gabriel had a message from God to Zechariah, a priest, right? However, this priest named Zechariah had doubts and questions about what God has said. So and then so what the angel said to uh, Zechariah was, I'm going to just shut you up. In layman's terms, I'm going to shut you up. You need to be quiet because the words that you're saying are conflicting with what I've said, God said. And I don't want your words to be heard by Elizabeth putting doubt, putting fear, putting uncertainty in her with the creation that is being birthed on the inside of her. Gabriel knew how impactful 
impactful John would be. Impactful John would be into this world. And Gabriel knew that if Zechariah was going to continue to talk, he could, not he would, but he could put a hindrance to the blessing that John would be. And so I say that to say, let us not be a hindrance by the words that we say to what God has said to us. If God has said something beautiful, astronomic, or grand to us, let us be a reiteration of what God has said. Let us not be someone that should be silenced because we're saying something contrary to what God has said. And even with that, let us not be so quick and swift to share with others because sometimes they can, the others that we share with can cast doubt, can cast fear, can cast uncertainty into us because of their personal doubts, fears, or uncertainties. And so as we hear from God, let us receive it with a yes and amen. But then even beyond that, let us also just be mindful that we're saying positive words or reflecting words of what God has said and not of our own thoughts, limitations, or ideals. And so verse 21, it says, meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah to come out of the sanctuary, wondering why he was taking so long. When he finally came out, he couldn't speak to them. Then they realized from his gestures and his silence that he must have seen a vision in the sanctuary. Zechariah came out a changed man. Not only did he come out with an answer to his prayers, but he came out a muted and silenced man. And so he could only cast gestures and make motions as to what was going on because they were asking them questions. Why were you in there so long? What took you so long? What were you doing in there? And um, my man got silenced. Verse 23, when Zechariah's week of service in the temple was over, he returned home. Soon afterward, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and went into seclusion for five months. And so Zechariah was a priest. He was a priest in the sanctuary. And so they had weekly duties. And once his duty to do his week was over, then he was able to go back home. And so upon him going home, how do you say specifically? Soon afterward, right? Soon Soon after, why am I saying all this? Because obviously, Zachariah and his wife, Elizabeth, came together, right? <laughs> As married people do. And then she became pregnant, right? And so the customs of that day was once a woman became pregnant, they would go into seclusion, which is cool, right? Because we see remnants of that today, you know, um, and it is what it is, right? Women become pregnant and then sometimes they go into seclusion so that they can remain safe, right? They don't get any sicknesses or illnesses from others and affect the baby. Or sometimes they do that with the idea of, you know, let me make sure that this goes well, right? I don't want to be amongst others, get pregnant, they see it, and then something goes wrong. And then, you know, you know, so I love it. 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 Because why do I love it? I love it because what is written in the word many, 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 many years ago is still amongst practices today and so i just love how the word is the same yesterday today and forevermore so it goes on to say how kind the lord is she exclaimed he has taken away my disgrace of having no children so i love the response of elizabeth which is contrary to the response of zachariah zachariah was told that his wife would bear him a son he had doubts. However, when Elizabeth became pregnant, she gave praises to God. And so much so she was like, she's no longer disgrace of having no children. 
So all that to say, when we are within an answer prayer, let us give praises to God. Let us not have doubt or uncertainties about what's next, what's to come or what ifs, but let us give praises and honor to God whom it is all due. And it's because of him that we're able to walk into our answered prayers. And so I believe that is our seven minutes of the word today, which it goes by so fast. It goes by so fast, but it's beautiful that we were able to get to the point of Elizabeth being pregnant with a child because now we get to come into the new of John. All right. So with that being said, let us pray great people so that we can seal this word and we can uh, look to live it out in our everyday. So I thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity to come together in your word. Lord God, we were able to read in Luke chapter one. And I thank you for answering the prayers of Zachariah and Elizabeth. And as you answer their prayers, I thank you that you will answer our prayers for those that, you know, are watching this video on YouTube or listening to the podcast episode. I thank you that they feel confident and comfortable enough to write their prayer requests in the comment section or just type out their prayer requests or speak them to you, Lord God, with a certainty that you not only hear our prayer requests, but you will answer our prayers. And I thank you, Lord God, that with that bonus, they will continue to do so day in and day out meaning each and every day, and they will do it in a way that they have confidence that you are for them. And we know that if you be for us, no one can stand against us. And I thank you, Lord God, that our faith is being restored. Our faith is being increased and our faith is being responsive to what your word says, because we know that faith without works is dead. So we're operating in the confidence that you are for us, that you're standing in the gap and that you were answer our prayers. And so we love you and we thank you. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Great people. I appreciate you all. This is getting fun. Day two already of reading with Ricky. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow. Until then, have a great day. Peace.